Hello there and welcome to the podcast Biblical Question. I'm excited that you've taken time out of your day to download this podcast and listen to it. I hope and pray that you'll be edified by it, Christ will be glorified for it, and that you can learn more about who God is in His Word. We thank you for our listeners. We pray for you every day, especially those who are persecuted. To find out more information about us, if you're new to the podcast, I'd encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all lowercase, and there you can follow us, find out more about us, uh, see our LinkedIn and Twitter accounts. There's uh, links there that you can follow. I'd encourage you to, to go to those uh, social media accounts. We do post things occasionally, uh, different things than events that are going on around the world that affects uh, Christ followers. Today we're going to talk about the denial of God, the denial of God, and I'm going to read here uh, Psalm chapter 14, the first three verses as we begin. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have committed uh, abominable deeds. There is no one who does good. The Lord has looked down from heaven upon the sons of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. You know, we as human beings, we, we like to deny lots of things. An example, uh, we don't always want to admit that our bank account has no money in it. I know back in the days when we used to write a lot of checks, we could write a check on Thursday knowing there was no money in the account, and by the time the check uh, would hit our bank, payday would have been here, and it was covered. Um, more, more than enough money would be there, and it would not be short. And the vendor, he, he actually never knew uh, that that check, when you wrote it, there was no money to cover it. You know, I was in law enforcement for many years and I and ran into all kinds of people who who deny. They they found it uh, hard to believe that the radar guide was showing how fast they were driving. They would uh, slam on their brakes. You know, radar detectors were really big back in those days and there was always something that uh, was in, in their mind, I guess. It was just a habit for them to be Stevie. Uh, they didn't care about the law. Uh, they were living in denial that they could even be uh, caught uh, for that. And so people deny that to have uh, a weight problem or they deny that uh, they can't control their money, whatever. The list could go on and on about what we deny. Uh, many people want to deny that their children uh, maybe are little rascals or not very nice kids. But those those of us in the world who uh, who deny God, what does that say about them who, who deny? We read in our scripture reading as we begin, uh, that's not a smart thing. Or those who, who do not want to acknowledge God in his, his truth. There's always seems to be a reason to deny anything and everything. And it really doesn't, again, it doesn't matter what the subject might be, we, we always want to deny the obvious, maybe, things that maybe we're afraid of. So we're going to start today in Luke chapter 23, 
And if you want to follow along and have a Bible, I would encourage you to do so. You never know. Uh, this is my way of saying, look, uh, follow me. Make sure I'm teaching the right thing. You know, that you're just not uh, listening casually. Um, my hope, again, is that we all would grow deeper in understanding of God's Word and who He is and how we should live our lives. And this is a lifelong project. No, I have not mastered it. But I strive each and every day, pray each and every day, study every day to to become a, a better person and closer to, to Christ. And people around you, they will notice if you're a Christian or not. Luke chapter 23, starting in verse 38. Now there was... Also this inscription above him. This is at the crucifixion of Christ. This is the king of the Jews. Verse 39. And one, one of the criminals who were hanged there was hurling abuse at him and saying, uh, You're not the Christ. Save yourself and us. But the other one answered and, and, and rebuked him saying, Do you not even fear God since you're under the same sentence of death? Are we indeed justly? For we are indeed justly for receiving what we deserve for our deeds. This man has done nothing wrong. Of course, the man that this guy's talking about is Jesus. And he was saying, Jesus, uh, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said, Truly I say to you today, you shall be with me in paradise. Uh, this is not necessarily going to be a sermon on the thief on the cross. But this is who is talking here that we just read. We have this illustration of one of these people, uh, this guy, uh, denying who Jesus is. Uh, they're denying that they broke the law. Of course, I, I don't know how many people who break the law just come right out and admit when they're being arrested. Uh, they usually ask for uh, an attorney right away. They don't want to talk. And so... Maybe they ask for their clergy members or whatever. But it's funny how uh, once they get in court and they're convicted of their crime and then they go to jail, uh, many prisoners, uh, they find Jesus in prison, which if, if that's true, praise God. Okay? Uh, but one of these prisoners here next to Jesus is either he knew who Jesus was Perhaps, I mean, Jesus is very popular. Perhaps this man actually listened to Jesus preach somewhere along the way, and he just made a stupid decision to go out and steal something. The Bible is not really clear on this, and so using the thief on the cross to justify uh, some theology doctrines, uh, we need to be careful there. That because he admits uh, that he knows who Jesus is, does not necessarily admit that. He believed everything that Jesus taught. But he knows, again, he knows this one thing. This is important here, that Jesus is not guilty of anything. But then he does ask Jesus to forgive him of his crimes and his sins. So he is admitting, hey, I'm wrong. Um, I've been executed for the purpose of my crime. And I need, uh, this is just just punishment. So uh, perhaps he is... Uh, there's some sign of repentance there. So Jesus makes it pretty clear. One will go in internal life with him, while the other one enters eternal life in denial. Jesus forgives openly to the one asking for it. 
and he tells him that he will be with him today in paradise. And then the other one, I will go into internal life, um, not justified or not forgiven. The Bible doesn't say. Maybe he asked quietly, not going there. Okay? So, in the Old Testament, there was a man who, who denied knowing God. So turn with me to Exodus chapter 5. And we're going to spend a lot of time in Exodus here for the next few minutes at least. So turn with me again. Exodus chapter 5, starting in verse 1, it says, Afterward, Moses and Aaron came and said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Let my people go, so that they may celebrate the feast to me in the wilderness. Verse 2, now notice this. But Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I don't know the Lord. And besides, I will not let Israel go. So in two very short sentences, very short uh, verses here, Pharaoh denies who the Lord is. He denies uh, he knows God. Uh, he actually believed that he was God on earth. So he's not going to cow down or bow down to, to the request that Moses has. Now I'm sure that since the Israelites were in Egypt, he had to have some knowledge of God and the God that the Israelites worship. Perhaps he feared the possibilities that uh, that a deliverer would be sent by the Hebrew God. I I don't know. Uh, that could be debated both sides. So his father before him, they, they, he had children murdered, and it was easier to have. Uh, more than one God, if you lived in, in Israel, uh, excuse me, in Egypt, it was easier to live in sin and darkness than to listen to someone teach him or her about God uh, and the ex the truth of God and who He really was. But as time would have it, Pharaoh he he's going to crumble under that awesome power of the true God. He will become face to face with with God in the wrath of God. Chapter 12 of Exodus, starting in verse 30 and 31. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, that he and all his servants and all the Egyptians. And there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get, go forth from your, among my people, both you and your children of Israel, and go. Go serve the Lord, as you have said. You know, after many plagues, Pharaoh would, would begin uh, this idea he's going to have to submit to God at some point. But as soon as uh, each one of those would end, each one of those uh, plagues would end, he would think, ah, it's gone, it won't come back. And he would go straight back to denying God. But he felt the pain and the wrath of God while those uh, plagues were going on. But this last plague, one that was, uh, he was leveled inside. I mean, he sends Moses out telling him to go serve the Lord as you've always wanted to do. But as we all know in this story, again, he would change his mind. And after the hard lesson is forgotten, he goes back on his words and his promises that he would make. 
How many times in our lives have we been in the same way? Something is going uh, wrong. Uh, we, we deny God. We deny the will of God. And But as soon as things kind of uh, change, and we'll say God will... Uh, We'll do better, we'll stop sinning, we'll, we'll go to church, we'll give more money to mission work, whatever. And as things begin to improve in our life, what happens? We've seen a fallback, just kind of like Pharaoh it does. Uh, when he sees uh, there's no need to know who God is, uh, I got out of that one, I, I really don't need to do what I promised. But we too are like Pharaoh in many ways in our lives. God does not want us to deny our responsibilities that he has given to us. We all claim to be Christian, uh, those uh, holding that title. And there are responsibilities that we we are to do. Uh, But sometimes we we kind of fall back on it. He wants us to take care of our spouses, our children... Uh, we need to take care of our elderly as well. Uh, there are many more things that we, we should, as Christians, be taking care of. We should not deny the Word of God. We should not uh, deny edifying the church, the Christian body. If we do know the truth of God in His will and His love for us, that we deny Him and all the things uh, that goes with it, we're living a life of sin. The child, the children of Israel, after they had seen all these plagues, these unexplainable things that happened to the Egyptians, but not them. I mean, go back and read some of these plagues. It's amazing uh, how the Egyptians would cry uh, to be released uh, from this uh, this plague. They would beg Pharaoh, uh, give in to Moses. Uh, do whatever you ask. What about what about the uh, Egyptians? They had cried out to God for years to be released from their bondage of, of slavery. They had watched the sea that opened before them, and they watched it close over Pharaoh's army. And somewhere along the way, they're they're going to say, you know what? It's better being a slave. Life was simpler maybe for us back in Egypt. And they would turn their back and their belief against God. And they should have known better. Chapter 32 of Exodus, uh, starting in verse 1, says, Now when the people saw that Moses uh, delayed to come down from the mountain, the people assembled about Aaron and said to him, Come, make us a God who will go before us as for this Moses, the man who brought us out up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And Aaron said to them, I tear off your gold rings, which are in your ears, of your wives and your sons and your daughters, and bring them to me. And then all the people tore off their gold rings, which was in their ears, and brought them to Aaron. And he took this from their hand and fashioned it with a, with a tool, and made it into a molten calf. And they said, This is your God, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. I mean, stop thinking about how stupid that must be if you watched all these plagues and how you came out of Egypt 
you watch the sea open up. I don't know. We have a short memory, and we do do as well today. So now when Aaron saw this, he, he built an altar, I'm in verse 5, before it. And, and Aaron made and, and proclaimed and said, Tomorrow shall be the feast to the Lord. So the next day they rose up early and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings and, and sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go down at once for your people from whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have quickly turned aside from which the way I have commanded them. They have made for themselves a molten calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, This is your God, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. I can only imagine what's going through Moses' mind when God's telling him uh, this. You know, while God is trying to give them a, a meaningful life, a fulfilled life, peaceful life with him, and he's trying to help them set up laws that would guide them uh, to be closer to him, uh, to help them uh, prosper as a people, they turn around and deny God. And they would pay for it for the next 40 years. Uh, they're going to walk around uh, in the wilderness because they have denied that God can take care of them. In Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 and 25, here's Jesus, he's talking uh, to his disciples. If anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. See, are we, are we really, really willing to completely surrender to God? Whatever your personal desire is, uh, whatever uh, you think that you should be doing, really, if it's not putting Jesus first in your life, then perhaps we're denying that Christ is first place in our life. Oh, we can verbally say it all we want, but our actions, the old saying, actions are louder or speak louder than words. If you've truly put Christ first place in your life, Jesus is not uh, topping on your ice cream. It's not adding uh, electric locks and windows to your new car or upgrade. Jesus is not a, a flu shot in any way, shape, or form. Jesus is everything or he's nothing in your life. That he will take care of your spiritual needs that you have if you put him first. And you seek out his righteousness. He can heal you of your sins. No matter how bad they might be, he can cleanse you for those. And we all have a past. I don't care who you are. We all have a past. And some of those things, perhaps, uh, we're not real proud of what we've done or said. Perhaps we weren't a Christian growing up or we were... Maybe we thought we were, and as we studied and learned God's Word better, we decided, oh, you know what? I need to change my life. You know, Jesus can, uh, he can comfort you. And there is no end what Jesus can do for you and I. I mean, he raised the dead. He healed the sick. He can do amazing things. But before he will do anything for you and me, uh, there's one thing we 
we have to stop denying that he is God. We must admit that he is the Lord, that he is the Savior of the world. We must admit and acknowledge his death, his burial, his resurrection. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 12 and 13 say this, If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are uh, faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. You see, we, the second thing that we really need to is deny is to allow Satan and evil to live in our lives, to control us. We, we need to turn to Jesus and, and, and allow his blood to cleanse us, but to let his spirit dwell within us and to lead us through our lives. We need to uh, reject everything that is evil that spreads through the world. And there is so much of that that has this false flag flying. Yes, Jesus loves everybody. That's an oxymoron. He still doesn't like the sin, and he rejects that sin. And we too, as Christians, need to stop saying, well, it's okay, God loves you. Well... God loves you, but that love will send you to hell. We need to tell people, and we need to express people with kindness in our hearts, not to slam them, not to just ridicule them to, to no end, but out of love. Because we don't want you to go to hell. We want you to go to heaven and be with us. That you need to stop sinning and and turn away from lifestyles that are are wrong, or they're sinful, that go against God's word and his teaching. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 21 and 22. This is out of NIV. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. You see, folks, we need to, we need to know this teaching that comes by that we hear. Does it hold water? Does it stand up against the Word of God? And this is one reason I ask you every time I, I do a podcast. If you have a Bible, follow along. I encourage people to follow along and read their own Bible. And when we hear uh, that homosexuality is okay and that God accepts it and He still loves them, well, no, He does not accept the homosexual act. Does He love that person? Yes. Does he hope that they will stop and repent and come to him and ask for forgiveness? Yes. And that should be our same goal. We should hope people, they, they would see God, they would learn who God is, they would understand that the Bible is the complete truth and word of God. No matter how politically incorrect it might sound, no matter what the politicians might call us, we need to know that we're standing up for truth and righteousness and the word of God. And there is a great reward for those who do that. I'm not saying that you're going to have that reward this second. You might be persecuted. In some places, you might lose your life. You could lose your job. Perhaps you'll lose your family. Maybe your kids will disown you. I, I can't tell you that it's an easy life being a Christian, because it's not. But we need to read God's Word for ourselves, and we need to understand who God is, and who 
uh, he and what he expects out of us as his followers. I had a phone call from a very close friend who's very discouraged about the way his denomination is heading, and I've been praying for him very, very much so that he would find a church, and I, I, I encourage you, all listeners, to find a group of people that are worshiping Christ in spirit and in truth, who really want to know who God is. They're not just talking about one or two subjects, but they are talking about the entire Word of God from Genesis 1, in the beginning God created, to the Amen at the end of Revelation. Every word is being studied. When I hear terms like, well, the book of Proverbs we studied years ago with a group, and we made it clear we'd be in this study for a year. Uh, within two months, they were tired of it. You know, there has to be a willingness and depth, a study of God's Word. Just skimming headlines. That's what a lot of people do, I think, uh, when they read news articles. They just kind of skim the headlines and they fill in too many blanks. And folks, we cannot fill in blanks in our spiritual life. The only one who can fill that blank in is God in His Word. Test everything. Hold on to what is good. Avoid evil of every kind. In other words, if you see it and you know it's a sin, we need to stay away. And we need to pray and ask God to give us that strength and to help us overcome those things. Like the Israelites. Uh, when they're waiting on Moses, they turn away and they live in denial. I certainly hope as Christians that we have not done that. That we're living in denial. Oh, we say we're a Christian. But we're worshiping idols. We're worshiping everything and putting them first and not God. See, we put God first, folks. Everything else follows. Everything will fall in line. Doesn't mean we're not going to have struggles. It doesn't mean that we're going to have a hard time. But we're all going to be promised Christ's joy and His peace no matter what goes on around us. And then when I was in the Philippines, it was amazing to watch these people in the church there struggle each and every day. And they are persecuted. They have rocks thrown at them. They have businesses burned down while I was there. And yet, they remained faithful. They'd sing songs all week that we'd sung in church. They talked about the sermons. And they were fighting over Bibles because they didn't have enough Bibles for everyone to own. In our country, we have Bibles laying everywhere and nobody opens them. They collect dust. They love God. I'm not saying we do not. I'm not saying that you do not as a listener. But we need to start teaching the love of God in His words and His and His Scripture of who He is and what He expects of us. Well, I've rambled on enough, and I certainly hope that you are not denying God, who Christ is, and that He's first in your life, and that you're find a, a congregation to teach the entire Word of God to you, that you are in prayer each and every day, and that you are singing those songs at work as you go through your day that you heard in church. Um, again, thank you for listening. I encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com. There is a contact page there. You can email us with your questions. 
Uh, we will do our best to answer them. If you don't want us to answer it on the air, we'll, we'll do our best to, to give you a reply that you may know who we are. Uh, there's a statement of faith there as well. And there's a prayer list there. If you're a prayer warrior, please go to there and pray for these people who have taken time out of their day to, to ask to be put on this prayer list. In America, uh, we have internet in our homes, and some of these people who are emailing, they have to go pay by the hour at an internet cafe. And they had to probably walk to download the podcast to be able to listen to it later. So thank you again for listening. May God bless you, and may He have the glory.